Before we get started in this episode, a quick announcement. As you know, I'm very passionate about acceptance and commitment therapy, and I also run a busy practice in Canberra. We're currently looking for psychologists who are registered in Australia to join our team, who are also passionate about learning about ACT. We provide supervision on a group and individual basis and training around ACT. So if this is you, if you're interested, please express your interest at strategicpsychology.com.au forward slash careers. Look forward to hearing from you. And now back to this episode. Okay, life can be crazy. You're feeling like you're sinking. Just trying to find a meaning. It's time for better thinking. Yeah, better thinking. Time to tune in. Let's go. Welcome back to Better Thinking. My name is Nesh Nikolic and today's guest is Scott Harris and he talks to us about his journey through traumatic brain injury sustained in a serious motor vehicle accident and how he's recovered over the years and its effect on his life. A truly inspirational and fascinating story and something that I wanted to share with others as it's not really understood how TBI can go out and affect people, particularly with regards to their memory and amnesia and how they piece their life back together. Hope you enjoy this episode. Scott, big appreciation for coming onto the show. I've been really looking forward to talking to you and hearing about your story, uh, a truly inspirational. And, and for me as a psychologist, really want to find out about your mindset and how uh, you've approached you know, each one of these stages of your life. And I know this is uh, probably not making much sense to our listeners right now, but looking to unfold all of that. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Nesh. Thanks for having me here. Scott, let's just delve straight into it. Uh, uh, I'm really intrigued about uh, how your journey, you know, how, how your life has, has unfolded. I know that's without sort of uh, telling too much of the story because um, uh, I want to hear it from, from you. I'm intrigued, if, if you don't mind today, that we spend a bit of time uh, uh, in your mindset, um, you know, talking about what what it was like at each of these stages, um, and and how you've pivoted and, and made changes, and and even your current challenges, you know, at the moment as well. So, firstly, I want to just thank you for for your vulnerability today and and, and uh, being uh, open to coming onto the show because I know that. Uh, it's not easy to, to, to do so, but it, it, it's, it's very valuable for, for myself and also for, for all the listeners. Yeah, thanks. I'm an open book, so no questions are off limits. Maybe, maybe we just start at the very, very um, you know, beginning. Tell, tell me a little bit about yeah. you know, who, who's Scott Harris and uh, you know, more importantly, as, as a kid, let, let, let's go all the way back there and, uh, and, way and back. You know, weave, <laughs> weave our way in so you know, can find about, you know, who, who Scott Harris was back then. And obviously we're all changed you know, from being a kid to, to, to an adult, but uh, maybe we can start there if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, it definitely, definitely we've, we all change as we get older. And I guess that's, that's, that's a bit kind of the, a bit of the hard part when people talk to me about, you know, what were you like prior to, to, to your accident and how's the accident changed you? Um, I don't know if it's, the 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 accident itself has changed me 
like is in you know my, my personality um or it's actually the fact that i'm just older and more wiser you know uh so wait if you're going to go back back prior to 2008 uh, in what i say my old life um prior to 2008 uh i was 23 years of age uh, i was an electrician so i was going through my apprenticeship, I was about, I think, two and a half years, around about two and a half years through my uh, my electrical apprenticeship. And then on the 15th of November, 2008, when I was 23 years old, uh, I came face to face with with an event that was, was about to, it was about to change my life. It was about to, you know, I was walking down a path and in a split second, I was on another path. Um, I was on Scott, another path. You, and If you don't mind, let, let me just jump in. Tell me about Scott as a 21-year-old. Oh, uh, who okay. was that kid? How, who, how would have your friends have described you back then or how would have you described yourself back then? All right. Um, I guess I was a typical 21-year-old. I loved uh, going out with my mates. I loved, I loved, I'd say I loved partying. Um, I loved just being with, being with my mates. Um, and you know, I didn't really take life that seriously. I'd, I'd been through um, uh, um, further education. I'd done a, a, an advanced diploma in, uh, in digital graphics. And then after that, I, I finished that, didn't move on, didn't go ahead with that. Um, and then kind of found myself just enjoying life, enjoying life. And then I started an apprenticeship um, that was working with my brother and, and his, uh, the mob that he was working with. And then that was the next stage. It was, it was starting the apprenticeship. And, um, and prior to that, I mean, I, I, I went, through, went through high school, finished high school and did my further education. And were you uh, – uh when you say typical, is it, is it kind of like a bit a bit lost, not showing? It's a big, big wide world. There's many opportunities. It's like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? It's like, my God, how do you even answer that? That's a daunting yeah. question. Let's do 100%. some digital, digital, um, uh, digital graphics. I think you see graphic design, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, digital media. So my media. my my big dream was was to uh, to work to work for Pixar. Ah, uh, that so was ambitious, ambitious, yeah. Look, yeah, exactly, yeah. But look, I was ambitious, but it, the deflating element to it was being told by numerous people that um, a it's too, uh, it's very hard to get into that uh, to in, into that industry, and b that they have thousands of applicants go through there, and you know, once in a blue moon they'll hire someone. And that just really dis disempowered me to keep going on with it. Um, and look, that was that who was the that people was... who said that to a twenty-one-year-old. Who were they? <laughs> if you're allowed oh, to name weird. them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not 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 going to say any names. Right. Uh, no. Look, they're they're often the uh, the the the, the, um, the the closest people to us that. Um, that have the best have our best interests at heart in uh, have our best interests at heart, uh, but yeah, look, it's um, 
They're trying oh, yeah. to set our expectations to ground us you know, when, when, when we're going a bit bit flighty. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and that's, that's a big part of my, 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 one of my injuries, my, my brain injury, is that I do have very, very big grand ideas that may never come to fruition. You know, and and that's just something that I think of. It's either the brain injury or it's the the ambitiousness that I've that I've that I've adopted from from my accident. So tell us a little bit more more about you know you're twenty twenty three going down one path and and uh, uh, what happened? Okay, so yeah, so I was twenty three and I was walking down the path not no metaphorically walking down the path of life and then in an instant i was on this other path but i didn't realize i was on that other path just yet uh that took actually took a number of years but how i changed how i changed uh, my direction in life uh was that i was involved in a motorbike accident and the accident what were you doing was I was motorbike riding. It was, it was a it was a dirt bike accident, and I had a had a head on with one of my good mates. We uh, we were riding uh, we were riding uh, out the back of a mate's property uh, here in here in here in Victoria, and we didn't see each other coming. There were mis- there were mistakes made. Um, there were mistakes made, but can't do anything about it now um was and it like a crest or something or was it a, a turn? no it was it was uh, i was going up the hill and he was coming down the hill and it was around a uh, it was around a corner that was you couldn't exactly see what was coming and if, if you even if you could see what was coming no we were going that fast that it was very hard to avoid and we we had a head on and when i say head on i i mean smack bang in the middle and i've got a i've got a picture of it of my of my bike after the after the event and that you can see his wheel in my wheel so you can see the imprint of where our wheels connected and i uh, went over the handlebars and i smashed my face on his motorbike and that instantly knocked me out instantly like that was that was that was the that was was kind of was my saving grace that it knocked me out straight away because I lay there, I laid there unconscious for, uh, for about 20 minutes until the air ambulance arrived, the air ambulance arrived and they, they induced arrived me straight in 20 in. minutes. Yes, they did. And that was actually, oh. yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was such a, such a lucky event that that happened. Uh, you know, we have in, in Melbourne, uh, sorry, Melbourne, in Victoria, we have, two uh we have two air ambulance that cover the cover um the 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 distance of about of about sort of thing is about switzerland and if 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 the the uh if the the if one of them wasn't available sorry if they both weren't available to, to take both myself and my friend off to the hospital then i'm not sure if we'd still be here um and they were they were uh, flying to another job and close enough to us that they could be called to uh, divert their uh, attention to us and 
that was just amazing because if if they had have gone to their job, picked up their picked up the patients, taken to the hospital, um, and um, disembarked them, then flown out to us, you know that would I'm not sure I I'm not sure if we could have we could have been here to have this conversation. That's incredible. So. It is very, very, very lucky. So by um, chance, so, there's something else has happened for some other stranger. Uh, they're on to a new job. The phone call comes through from, I'm assuming, one of your friends at the time or however that's kind of happened. They're like, we're in the vicinity that we're 20 minutes away or probably less, 15 yeah. or 10 minutes away by the time all that occurred. And, and they were able to come down and, and, and attend to both you and your friend. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, what actually happened was the because uh, it, was, it was right down the back of 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 the property that I was riding on, and we were thirty acres, so it wasn't wasn't just next door. Um, thirty acres, and one of uh, one of my one of my mates rode back to uh, back to the house, called the ambulance, and then a road ambulance arrived, and then they they realised they couldn't get down there. They couldn't get down the back because it was out in the bush. So then they called. Then they one of them jumped in my car, which was a Nissan Navara at the time, and uh, drove my car down to uh, down to the down to the down to the scene. And um, they they got there. Might have been that. Look, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> I was there, but I wasn't there. Obviously, no, no. mentally, um, uh, consciously. Sorry. And uh, so they. May have been when they got there, they induced me into, into a coma, um, and then they called for the air ambulance. Uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how that all, how that all played out. Uh, but what do you yeah. remember? Do you, do you remember? I mean, did you know that that normal strange thing of everything going slow mo before you actually crashed? Did that all happen, or that whole memory got wiped out? Like, what, yeah. what, what do you remember? So I, I, I. I I suffered uh, uh, retrograde amnesia, meaning retrograde before 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 an event, and amnesia meaning memory loss. So retrograde amnesia was about two weeks. So I lost about two weeks of my memory. My so God, yeah. So what 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 happened was I so I was at. Uh, the spring carnival here here in Melbourne. It's a ho- uh, horse racing carnival, and the first day was was Derby Day, and I was with my mates, and we were you know got to about lunchtime. I was probably well, I, I was very drunk and couldn't really remember much after that. But then it felt like li- really honestly felt like somebody clicked their fingers, and I woke up and I was in a hospital bed, and it was it was then like about a month later. Wow, um, yeah, and it because you were in a coma just, for two weeks as well. So like, yeah, it's, lost yeah. two weeks before. So you and then, you went to the horse race to have fun with your friends, and then you woke up a month later, effectively. Like, yeah, like, effectively, exactly. Yep, and uh, wow. and it, it's such an it's such a surreal feeling. And when people when and people people have said to me in the past, you know, do you do did you see? Anything when you're in a coma? Did you did you did you see the light? Where you were, you know, hovering above your bed and you saw everybody looking at you and did not see a thing. I literally, it was literally like yeah, hard to very very hard to someone like yourself or someone like your audience to 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 understand the feeling. But 
if you can imagine blinking your eyes, slowly blinking your eyes. And when you, when you start your blink, you're in where you are right now. And then when you finish your blink, you are in a completely different world and it's a month later. And that is exactly what it felt. Did it feel like there was the lapsing of time or, or exactly what you're describing? It was kind of like you're at the derby and then you're, you woke up, you're in high, like there was no lapse of time. Did it, you know, cause you know how like when you go to bed, you kind of feel like some time has passed. Um, There was no lapse for you. Absolutely nothing. Not like it was not even a second. Uh, And, and it's funny you say when you go to bed um, now, because my, because of my brain injury, I don't dream and it does honestly still feel like I blink and I'm awake again. Uh, which is, which is, uh, that's that as well is a surreal feeling. That is, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, well, that that's, that's bizarre. Like, like I, I don't even know how to put myself in your shoes to, to feel like. Yeah. And very hard. No lapsing of time. Um, how weird would that feel? You know, a strange yeah. odd. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, even even when I woke up, so I woke up. Uh, I woke up uh, about eighteen days after. <clears throat> pardon me, eighteen days after the after the event. So I was in the coma for eighteen days. Did they wake even you? I, Did the medical people wake you? Uh, yeah. So so they so they woke me on and off through through my um through my comatose period, and yeah, and and every time they'd wake me. They do tests and then they put me back under. And uh, the reason I stayed under under for such a period of time is because my brain was swelling, so it'd swell up and then it would and, and then it would and then it would swell down and then then it'd swell up and then it'd go back to normal. And they had to wait until it stabilized. And um, yeah, and and that took them you know two and a half weeks. And I talk about I talk about that in in my book that I that I that I launched in 2018. Uh, talk, uh, I put in the first few chapters my father's email emails that he wrote because he, he wrote an, an email to a group of people, every, uh, people that wanted to be on his email list because, you know, when you, sure. I, I, couldn't have, I couldn't have visitors, um, especially not the 30, 40 people that were on his list. Um, so he wrote an email every day after he came to the hospital and, uh, and that was, that was, um, how I actually got a lot of the information that I, that I tell people was from those email address, uh, emails, which is a really good, uh, really just a good thing to, to, to help, I guess, teach people, um, is that when something like this does happen, when an event, any event like this happens document it document it because it's once it's got once it's over it's not happening again and the only thing we can rely on is our memory and with it with our memory you know we 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 we, we miss uh we misimagine things all the time and yeah that means something very different to you though doesn't it and like when, when you say the only thing we have is our memory uh, you're saying yes. that differently than when I say that, right? Yes, uh, I I do have um, I do have my 
my um, I have a memory memory problem. Mine is is my problem. My long term is okay. Um, it's actually quite good. Uh, it is my short term that my short term from the frontal lobe damage that I had in the in the um, in the accident. That is the memory that that is really hard to uh, to engage and really hard to to remember things. You know the day to day working the working memory. It's uh, you know a lot of us take that for granted, right? Because we don't we don't know what it's like to have a change in our uh, memory like that or or uh, to lose it. Know, and, and, and you're talking about documenting, you know, that uh, without those emails, uh, you have no memory of that. The, that 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 was kind of like your surrogate memory at the time. Hundred percent. Wow. Hundred percent. And yeah, you know, I precious. I guess it is very very precious. And I don't, you know, it wasn't done. It wasn't done deliberately. Um, he didn't deliberately write the email addresses so that I could later on go over them and understand what happened and later on down the track, write a book about it. He wrote those emails purely for the, 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 the fact of getting information out to people that couldn't get it. And we had people around the world that wanted to know what was, what was going on with Scott. I had people had I had mates in Mexico and 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 England and that you know that wanted to they wanted to be on board and wanted to you know know exactly what was going on every every day and I had an uncle that was in in the Philippines and yeah and other people around Australia that wanted to know so it's uh, it's very you know I'm 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 really grateful that yeah. that dad was there, able to do that. So when you when you wake up. Uh, uh, what what is it like for you? Are you kind of, you know, do, do you do you feel confused? Do you feel like you've been concussed? Is it is it all weird? You know, or, or are you kind of back to, uh, you know, being fairly cognizant now? Of what's going on once you're told where you are? Like, what? To try and explain a little bit about what do you wake up to, and 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 where's your yeah. headspace at because you're i mean you've had a major brain injury at this point right i mean this yeah. is massive do you mean do you mean every day or when i wake up when i woke no, up way, back in 2008 yeah when, when when you woke up 18 days later um okay yeah so i woke up um and there are there are things that i remember from waking up um and that you know the first thing that i remember I was when I couldn't talk um, was my uh, my my brother's partner at the time feeding me a spoonful of whatever it was that was was getting fed to me uh, feeding hand feeding me like I was a like I was a piece of cattle piece of cattle okay uh, like I was a like I was an animal <laughs> and that was the word I was looking for um, while, you know, um, so that was, that was kind of my first thing that I imagined. I'm oh, sorry, I imagined that was the first thing that I remember, but it's not like when, when you wake up in the morning and it's, it's not like, it's not like you, you go about your day and you remember every, every single thing that happens in your day. 
Um, but I woken up after a major head injury and a, head, a brain injury is like a, it's like your computer rebo- rebooting. So when you turn, when you open up your computer, if you've shut your computer down um, and you open it up and I, look, let's go back to the nineties when you open up, you can, or when you start your computer and it, go through all of its all of its um, configuration and finally starts up an hour later. Um, <laughs> the uh, that's kind of what the brain's like when it's been injured. So I didn't instantly wake up and and everything was okay and and, and I still spoke like this. This voice took me no it took me took me months to to be able to articulate anything and took me years to be able to articulate we're talking you know over five six seven years to be able to articulate my words like i do now um because um yeah it's all sort of that's just things that have that have gradually gotten better over time uh so so it's like a like a a computer booting back up and when when the, the computer's booting up that's a, a stage um in in my recovery it's called post-traumatic amnesia and every single brain injury will go through post-traumatic amnesia post-traumatic being after a traumatic event amnesia being the memory loss so it's essentially you, you the memory that you lost after the event and in that in, in that time when your computer's booting back up you're not you know you're not sitting there smashing all the buttons you're you're simply waiting for it to re-engage and waiting for it to load up that is exactly what you got to do with the brain you i was in i was in a room in the in the in the rehab in the rehab hospital so i was in i was in post-traumatic amnesia for about 40 days and in that time you are in a very very low stimulus environment with no tv no friends uh, the only visitors I had were my my close uh, my close family, and I was sleeping about twenty two hours a day. So and so that was that was giving my brain that chance to 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 boot back up and reengage. Sleeping because they were giving you drugs to sleep, or, or sleeping because you were just exhausted and you 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 were just completely spent all the time. Your brain's just working overtime just to just to load up. Yeah, hundred percent. It was. It was. They, they weren't. They weren't keeping me asleep. They were. Wow. That was. That was. That was. Um, uh, that was. Yeah, my brain trying to boot back up. It's like I, I'm. Uh, I'm recently. Wow. Uh, recently, a new father. Uh, my my daughter was born. Congratulations. Thank you, my, thanks. My my daughter was born uh, about. She was born uh, six weeks six weeks premature about two months ago, and. It is it is amazing to see the resemblance between a newborn, a premature newborn, and my uh, recovery, my, especially in those early days, because she sleeps. She probably sleeps a lot more than I did, but she 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 sleeps a lot. Like she's awake, not that much, and that's because the, uh, a baby's brain needs to sleep and that was exactly the same as 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 an injured brain it needed rest because when you rest that's when that's when your brain is doing all its work you know and that's all the behind the scenes work 
Um, and then when you then when you wake up, that's the, the that's the show, the front you know front of house show that you see. So really, the first forty days, uh, which really we're now at basically sixty days after your accident. Yeah, it was about is, two is, months. Is is, is 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 all just small little fragments of when you are awake, and there's only sort of small yeah. snippets of each of those times that you're awake. You're yeah, that's it. Um, well, very, so fractured, was about, very very fractured memories. Yeah, it was about it was about it was about two months of my life that that I don't exactly remember that well. Um, and I, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of videos or a number of visit videos um, from that time when I was in PTA. Um, and they, I do, I remember because of the videos that I've seen. So I, I kind of painted my own picture of what that was like. Um, yeah. Back then. Um, yeah. It's almost like you, you've got a memory of, looking at the video of what life was like. And so you fill the gaps in around that to create your own memory of what it must've been like. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, kind of so complicated, isn't it? Yeah. And that's uh, the brain is complicated. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's extremely, um, extremely um, complex. It's a, it's a, it's a, just a very, very, complex thing for somebody to navigate and then when you've got an injured brain um it's even harder to navigate that yeah so when do you start coming out of that you mentioned that you know one of your first memories is being fed uh you know so i'm, I'm assuming obviously at that time you you just don't have the capacity uh, or, or the coordination or, or the energy that, you know, but, but clearly, interestingly, it probably says you, you had the capacity to, to mildly true. I imagine it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a steak that you were getting. It would have been something, <laughs> uh, but you had the no. capacity to swallow. You would have you had the capacity to, to, to obviously um, uh, probably chew a little bit, um, yeah, well, when, when you it start was getting your function back. Where you know, obviously, you know, what what what's the next thing that starts happening? Uh, so it wasn't um, on the in the if the first I think first maybe uh, first two months um, I was on puree. So my 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 the the muscle in my esophagus weren't uh, they weren't um, they weren't strong enough to direct my food down into my stomach without directing into my, into my lungs. And you know, when, when you, when you drink a water, something, you drink something too fast and you cough and oh, went down the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and that, that was, that was what would have happened if I tried to eat anything because my, 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 um, my muscles could not, uh, they couldn't, couldn't for, uh, I don't think it was forcing it down. They just couldn't direct direct it down um good enough anyway so i was on so i was on the first the, ver the first stage i was on was puree uh, and that was like that's like putting a steak in a blender and um, taking it out mixing it around putting it in a blender again taking it out and feeding it to you through a straw and then there was uh so once once i was once my muscles had gone on to the next um had 
grown, uh, gotten strong, a little bit stronger. I then went on to puree, which was just like putting it in the blender just once and then being able to eat it. And then after that, the next stage was was being able to eat, uh, being able to eat food, generally like everyone else does. And that took about two months. And the way in which we get out of, uh, we we get past the the time of post-traumatic amnesia is the you need to be able to answer the same set of questions three days in a row simple simple questions like you know your age um, where you live um, what the day is what dates is christmas those sort of things and i those those uh, questions took me because my cognitive dysfunction and my cognitive abilities took me that that you know it took me a long long time to be able to answer three days in do, a row. Do, do you remember those questions? Uh, there was I don't um, no I don't remember the question. I think that might even be a set a set um, a set um, run of questions that they ask. In but terms one of, my, of the, my, my apologies, do, do you remember being asked questions? Oh okay no. Um, I don't because no, I don't. I don't remember being asked wow. the questions. Wow. But so I, this is—it's incredible because it's—it's it's almost like they're talking to you, but you're still not there. Mm, yeah, you know, they're, yeah they're, they're saying, you know, Scott's not here, but Scott's brain is. Hey, yeah. Scott's brain, can you do these things for <laughs> us? You know, because he, he's not ready yet. You know, it's like we haven't booted yeah. up. To meeting Scott, yeah, we're not there know. yet. I don't know. That, that yeah. sort of feels like to me. Uh, uh, that's how I'm piecing it together in my head. It's like we haven't met Scott yet, um, you know, because yeah, well, he, wow, yeah. Uh, one of the questions, and I write about this in my book because it's such a such a family joke, <laughs> and it's not even not even funny. Um, is that? <laughs> Uh, that one of the questions was uh, when is when when when's Christmas, and I answered that by telling them uh, the fifteenth of December, um, nineteen eighty five, and I think that that was that was the year I was born. Um, and Mum taps me on the shoulder and she says, "Scott, that's that's great. Christmas is on the twenty fifth of December. Well done. It's." every year not just a not just the year that you were born <laughs> and i remember i remember the feeling because it because this happened on numerous different occasions not just in pta but in numerous different uh, occasions through my recovery when she told me that boom i remember oh, of course yeah of course it's every year how stupid am i and a lot of things that 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 uh, a lot of things that I've I've done and things that have happened, that has happened to me. I've I've had in my mind that this is this way, and then somebody tells me actually no, it's actually that way, and I think oh, of course it is, of course it is. That's really interesting because it it almost talks to. I'm certainly no memory expert by any means, but it talks to the difference between uh, uh, being able to do recall. Uh, uh, which I think is uh, very different to, um, oh gosh, I've, it's, oh, it's dropped my memory now, but versus, you know, association uh, where 
trying to recall it in, in its own right versus being prompted and then and then kind of knowing and hence why multiple choice questions are much easier than just answering the damn question. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. Because we can kind of scan it and, and one of them helps us with our recall. Triggering um, it, yeah. Uh, to, 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 to trigger it, you know, triggers the memory. It's almost like, you know, you kind of knew it, but you couldn't have access to it. And when someone did give you access to it, then it's kind of like, oh, I've got it now. Uh, yeah. I, I, I found the pathway back to that memory, you know, back to that, yeah. that, that knowledge. hundred percent. It's, I guess it's because the, of the two different, uh, different parts of your brain that, that, that deal with your, deal with your memory. You've got your, your long-term, which I think is um, in the hippocampus, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but deep inside the brain is where the long-term memory is. And that's, was, that's where all that information is, is sitting. But because I have frontal lobe damage and the frontal lobe is, is where your cognition sits and where your high executive functioning sits, which is where memory is, your working memory, your day-to-day short-term memory, uh, that short-term memory, I guess when, when I was, when I was um, in those situations, is what was giving my brain access to the deeper memory. So it had to sort of go through two doors. I'm oh, sorry, I had to go through a door to be able to get to that memory. And that door was in, was in, my, in my frontal lobe, which had been damaged. And over time, that, that frontal lobe has, has, it has, has recovered to a certain extent. I mean, it's still, you know, I still suffer cognitive dysfunction. I still have suffer the memory loss. Um, but there are things that I use now to help me with that. How did you go, you know, you know, in, in terms of your mental sort of state, you know, waking up uh, and, and I don't know at what point this uh, occurred for you where you, you recognise what's happened. You're like, oh, my God, you know, I've, I've been in a massive, you know, accident. I've had a, you know, TBI. I'm, I'm you know, no longer physically, you know, in the, in the shape that I remember when I was at the Derby. Um, what, what was yeah. that all like? Or, you know, is that a little bit further down or it kind of starts um, to come yeah. back? Well, that was, uh, okay. So when I had, when I had the accident and I woke up from the coma and I was obviously wasn't, wasn't, wasn't with it that, that well, I, I remember thinking to myself that I was not working and thinking to myself that um, knowing that there were, it was summer at the time and knowing that Christmas was coming up, I just imagined that I was on a, I was off early, early, sorry, off early, early. I was off work early um, and I was going to have a, going to have a, a, a short, uh, sorry, a longer break, which was, you know, that was going to be cool. I, I, I didn't, didn't have to go to work. And then the new year came around and I, th- I imagined that by the time new year came around, because that was still like, you know, still like a month and a half away. Um, by the time new year's comes around, I'll be, I'll be back up on my feet. I'll be out of here. That's cool. Um, when new year's did come around, I was still in hospital and not only was I still in hospital, I was still in post-traumatic amnesia. Uh, so I was still, I was still not allowed to see any friends. And then when, when, uh, then when I finally, um, 
I finally um, um, realized that I wasn't going back to work at the start of the year, I sort of imagined that, okay, well, this is massive. I'm not going to get to go back to work probably for another few months now. Um, and then another few months came and went and oh, look, I was still in rehab at, I was still, still in hospital at that time. You know, I was in so hospital. You couldn't even recognize how banged up you were. You, you, <laughs> no, no, you, no, you, no, you, like the, you, you, you obviously have a positive nature about you and, and, and that seems to have gone with, you know, with you like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, not working too, too well, but a month and a half, you know, back, but in this kind of, um, you know, confused state, that, that maintained, but in so many ways, you, you had no recognition of how, because I've, I've seen some of your videos um, of how banged up you were, that, that, that how limited, as you say, it's taking five years to be able to, you know, speak the way that you do and, and you know, everyone else takes, you know, that for granted, you know, and, 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 and you, you've had to relearn that and, and, and start again, hence your reference of, you know, like your newborn, um, they're, they're learning yeah. everything again. It's huge processing required and, and deliberate processing to, to, to try and move their hand, move their arm, move their lips, make a sound. Um, you know, you, you didn't kind of fully recognize it. You, you could still think in your mind, but not kind of see the extent of, 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 of your traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, that was, that was, that so that was, that was the first few months wow. of my recovery. And then I realized, you know, the first few months they came and went and, and I was still in hospital and uh, I didn't get out of hospital until, uh, until mid 2000 and uh, 2009. And then it wasn't until, you know, mid 2010 that I realized how, how bad I actually was. And that was, that was kind of when I went through depression and that depression lasted. Um, and that was that kind of, I wouldn't say it hit me like a ton of bricks, but it did. It was, it was, it was, my accident was so heavy on my shoulders up until, you know, I've been carrying this accident around with me on my shoulders for uh, for for two and a half years at this point. And it was just getting really, really, really heavy. And my job was, I was, for the first three years post-accident, I was in rehab. So I was, I was at, uh, I was at Epworth, uh, Ep Epworth Hospital, uh, Epworth Rehab here in Melbourne. And I was there for three years and, recovery was my full-time job everyone goes to work every week uh, for 38 hours and you spend a lot of your, your 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 time thinking about work and a lot of your time at work well my work was recovery it was rehab i was doing i was doing at the start the first six months when i was in hospital it was a rehab hospital i was doing 25 hours of therapy a week and which is like that, that, that just shows you how much of a full-time job it was. And then once I had left, once I had left um, as an inpatient, I continued on there as an outpatient for the next two and a half years. And I was doing it for 12 hours a week. So 
when I when I wasn't when I wasn't rehab, I was at the gym. If I wasn't at the gym, I was I was down at the park trying to trying to get my legs working. And if I wasn't if I wasn't at the park, I was in the pool trying to trying to do my do my hydro. If I wasn't in the pool, I was probably at home doing my home exercises. If I wasn't doing my home exercises, I was at my hand therapy. If I wasn't at my hand therapy, I was probably somewhere doing exercises to try and uh, try and help my cognition and help my brain um, playing games and doing crosswords and doing word finds and those sort of things those to try and help me with my cognition. Uh, so this- just for our listeners, so they're, they're aware for, from it as well, because I haven't seen any, any of the videos. You know, Scott was in a, uh, in a position where he had to learn how to completely walk uh, again from 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 scratch, and I've seen some of those videos and and, and the very small progress uh, and the month by month, uh, but how painstakingly difficult that is with aids, let alone to try and you know do it in, in you know in your own sort of uh you know balance and effort and and and, and you know deliberate movement of your limbs it's it, you know you went from 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 scratch again you know uh incredible feat of 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 um you know, determination and and as you say a, a daily you know maybe not even job it's a it's, it's a grind you know it's 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 a struggle um you know i, I can't even imagine what, what what what's the right language without you know insulting you because yeah, there is no um, language that describes it properly. I, I can't I, imagine what that's like. I guess it is. It's a job. You go to a job. You've got a choice. Um, if you go to your physiotherapist, you've got a choice to go there. This was a necessity. I if I was going to if I was going to live a life. If I was going to, um, if I was going to recover to any degree, I it was a necessity that I go through this rehab. I, it was a necessity that, for the goals that I had set for myself, it was a necessity that I go down to the gym. It was a necessity that I go to my hand therapy. It was a necessity that that I did all these things to help myself. Because if I didn't do all these things, I would stay where I was in 2008. And that was, that was not where I wanted to be. Did you have any doubts? Uh, yeah. Uh, when, when, you know, when depression set in that doubts were, I was before doubting that, a lot. Before that, during, um, during your rehab? Yeah. Look, I, I guess, no, I had, I had such, because, because my, 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 because my accident wasn't as bad as what I didn't think my accident was as bad as what it was. It was always, I was just getting over that next hill. And then when I get over that next hill, I'm going to be fine. Everything's going to be, you know, back to normal, back to, back to where we were. But when you get over that hill, you've got another bigger hill to go. Um, and, and then another and another, I guess, I guess it would be like, you know, climbing, Okay, let's say it's like climbing up Mount Everest, right? You you wouldn't be able to see the peak to where you're going every single moment of the journey. Now, you might get glimpses of it um, throughout your journey, and um, but it, every single moment of your journey, you, you're not looking at that peak and walking towards it. You're just looking at that next little peak, and you think that 
that when you're over that peak, it'll be, it'll be closer. But when you get over that peak, there's another peak and then another and another and another. And I think that was kind of what it was like until I hit depression. And when I hit depression was like, when I, when I got over that crest, that final, you know, I got over that hill that was meant to be the final hill. And then I can see where the peak is. And that peak is so far away that is that it's it looks like it's ungettable, and that was then that was when the self doubt that was when it that was when it um, that was when it set in, and that was when as when I really started to to doubt whether or not I was you know this that if I was whether or not I was strong enough to 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 make it up there. When that uh, dawned on on you that it was all too big, the, the, the peak was too far away, it was too high. Uh, was 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 that because of your expectations? Was that a realization? Was it because you were tired? Is it a combination of a lot? You know, because you're getting stronger and stronger, more and more aware. You know. Uh, how, how does that sort of, you know, play, play into why, why did it dawn on you in that moment or what, what was going on for you at that time? Were you, were, were you much stronger? Were you more physically capable at that time, that three-year point? Yeah, well, I, I guess because, I, because of my physical disabilities of, that I've got, um, one of the disabilities is my, my, my hand that, I don't, that doesn't work that well. Um, and that's from severed nerves in my right arm. Um, and so my arm, my arm doesn't work that well, uh, because of, of the, the lobe damage of the damage that I did to my brain, my, I've got paralysis down the right side of my body. And so I'm not as physically able as, as I was prior to 2008 in my old life. And it was, I think it was about, you know, about the the time um, um, in 2010 that I I guess and it's hard to it's hard, hard to say this that everyone kind of got over my accident and I say that that because when I had my accident it was big news it was it was massive from where, where i'm from and and in my in my circles it was massive and there was a lot of attention on scott harris but then as time get on as time went on everyone goes on with their lives everyone goes you know everyone goes back to work everyone starts to do the things that that they always did and when life was back to normal um, well, I guess it went probably back to normal pretty quick for everyone. But when I saw it going back to normal for everyone else, and I saw them um, moving on with their lives, you know, a lot of, uh, at the time I was 23 years of age and my friends at the time were, were they were getting married. They were building their, their own houses with their own hands. They were, they were, they were going on holidays and um, going on, and so going on holidays, traveling the world by themselves and doing all these things that was that that they were meant to be doing at that time of their life. And I was still way back here. I was still, I was still way back. I was in rehab. I was getting hand fed. I was, I was, I was still 
as you say, I was in the grind. I was still, I was still there and they were here. And that was just a massive, that took a massive toll on, on my mental state. Yeah. So when it dawned on you as to where you were, that, that, that you recognize that there was a significant disparity and, and that people were just kind of, uh, and not in a judgmental way, but they were just returning to their lives. In actual fact, they probably returned to their lives some time ago. Um, but it yeah, dawned yeah. on you that, oh, my goodness, you know, this is the, the norm. Um, yeah. That kind of knocked you about. Yeah, and I think, look, I, I, of course, every, every, if I was in that position, I'd, go, I'd move on with my life, of course. And, you know, it's, um, and I, so, I, so I, don't, I don't hold anyone to, oh, no. I, don't, I hold nothing against no one for this. That's just the way life is. Um, but at the time, it was, it was really, it felt like I'm here. Why is nobody waiting for me? Why is why is everyone moving on and 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 leaving me here high and dry? Um, and that was that was when it really, I guess, dawned on me that it was I was on this journey. My I was on this journey alone. And yeah, I had my family there with me every step of the way, but they weren't up here in my head. Mm. They were there supporting me. They were there picking me up when I was falling down, but they weren't with me in my head. And that was, that was when I realized that this was a very, very solitary thing. And the only place I felt comfortable in life was at rehab. Um, and, and with, like, it honestly felt like when I was at rehab, it felt like they were I just felt that was that was just my place to be. I actually they were your family. They were my family, and that felt like because 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 when I was at rehab, everyone was on the same level. You know, we we're all in rehab together. But when they I was out it. in the when yeah, I was they, out in the real world, you know, I was I was below everyone else. Whereas when I was when I was at rehab, I was I was either above others or I was on the same level as other people. And that, you know, that, um, that was where I just, that was my happy place. And I, 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 I formed some lifelong friendships from that, uh, from, from, from the rehab um, that I, you know, I'm just so grateful that I was able to be there for the period of time that I was at. It's incredible. How did you get through that, 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 that darkest point? Or that dark point. That dark point. Uh, yes, I guess. Um, one one of the biggest things that has helped me, and that's what I talk about in in in, in my presentations that I do uh, as a speaker, uh, is was goal setting and setting goals. And I, in two thousand and ten. I got asked to go up to up to the snow with a, a group here in Victoria. They're also in New South Wales, called uh, Disabled Winter Sports Australia, and I went up to the snow with them. Not I went up there with a, I would say with a with a with a with a, with a uh, sorry with a fixed mindset that I was now in a box, um, I was now in that d- box with disability 
with all the disabled people and I wasn't able to do other things that able-bodied people were able to do. And I went away to the went away to the snow and and that weekend away kind of proved to me that I was maybe wasn't maybe all this disability stuff was yeah physically but more so was in my head you know it was it was it was up there and and it took something like something like that weekend away that I was able to was able to realize that maybe I I am not as disabled as I think I am and from that moment I was then able to set a goal and that was to 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 go over overseas over to Canada uh, and that that goal took me well I'll say that goal setting that goal gave me a purpose because prior to going up to prior to going up to the the snow I was going around in circles that was all my whole my whole life was just going around in circles yeah I was trying to get better but why was I trying to get better you know what was at the end of that tunnel there was there was there might have been light there but what was what was that light going to bring me um so I didn't know that so I I I was I would say at the start of depression I was lost I was completely lost and this goal that I had set to go over to Canada had given me a reason to get up every single day and put in 110% effort because that was where I was going. I was heading towards that one goal. Almost and like you were back in rehab. <laughs> 100%. But I, I guess, I, you know, I was in rehab at the time. Maybe, but this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this, uh, but this, um, this goal gave me, it gave me a focus. It gave me a purpose and it gave me something to strive for. And even though I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do this, but this was just one thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to go over Canada. I wanted to snowboard over in Canada by myself without anyone helping me because when what, when what was that about was that to prove something to yourself or what what, yep. what, what why would like what's the purpose behind that what what, what did you what, what what sparked that that flame inside you what, what's it about so i guess when 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 you're in a state like i was in when you're getting hand fed literally hand fed you aren't fending for yourself everybody is doing everything for you and your independence, like a baby, is non-existent. And I found my independence was, in my head, was non-existent for many years. And that goal that I set was about not only proving to myself that I've got this, that I've, you know, that I'm not that disabled kid, that I, I can do the things that all my friends do. It was about also regaining that independence and regaining that 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 feeling of um, of I can live my life on my own and I don't need anyone to help me. I don't need anyone to to do my shopping for me, cook my meals for me, make my bed for me. I can do all that. And a lot of the time, when you're saying when when I'm talking about making my bed and, and doing my making my meals and stuff, a lot of the time through my recovery, I was doing that because I was proving that I could take care of myself, 
that I had that independence. And, I, and you'll find that a lot with, 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 with brain injury is that people's independence is taken away and all they want, all they want is the independence back. All they want to do is be able to show people that they can do things on their own. And look, a lot of the time I probably couldn't have done things without the help and guidance of people. Um, but you know, that was just one thing that I, that I was, that I was striving for. So that two and a half years. So much of that was about your, your identity of reclaiming it, taking that back and saying, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm back and I can do all these things for myself. And, 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 and I've got proof. I've got evidence, you know, watch me. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And look, could I do those things that I wanted to do? Not all of them. Um, but I was gonna, I wasn't gonna stop until I proved proved myself wrong. Um, I wasn't gonna stop. And look, more often than not, I'm a, I'm, I feel that I'm a relatively smart guy. I, I know what I'm capable of. It is the other people that you have in the world that underestimate your capabilities. And when I, when, when others underestimate your capabilities, that is what fuels the fire to succeed hmm. so to, to, to prove them wrong to, to, to say yeah. maybe not that but it fueled your fire to say i can do this you know i'm not gonna be yeah. limited how long did it take you to get to to, to to i'm assuming you got to canada you did it i did i did and that was what what i wrote um in my book that's what half my book is about is about a trip overseas and that took me two and a half years to get there. And when I finally got there, you know, I, I walked out of Australia with, with people behind me, highly doubting my, my, my ability to be able to take care of myself in another country on the other side of the world, 13,000 kilometers away from home on my own. And I ended up going, going to, to going to Canada. And I then went on to, 27 other countries around the world and I returned 18 months later. And I, so I went, I went, I went, I went traveling around, around the world solo. For 18 months, solo with more problems than I'd had hot dinners. And, you know, and that was what, that was what returning home was what really showed me that there is nothing in this world that I can't do. That's incredible. That's incredible. And is that, and that's what what a large part of your book, crashing into potential, is about. Yep, that is. So that's the, that's half of the book, um, and the other half is, I guess, working towards that goal. But I hadn't hadn't realised that goal until until uh, you know a couple of years into it. But um, the whole of the second half was when I left Australia and when I returned, um, and. I, I I talk about my dad's um, my dad's emails that he wrote, which really it helped me so much when I wrote my book. You know, I, I sat down, I sat down f- one weekend when I first started writing it. I, I, I sat down and I read through the emails, and I, I smashed out about ten thousand words, put it down on put it down on paper, and I then stopped writing then, and I picked it up actually a couple of years later. But having those email addresses. Uh, sorry, email addresses, um, having those emails really was just, it was, it was, um, 
it was so beneficial. Actually, I'm going to go back and say, because I I wrote the book, I wrote the book after I had been away. So I'd read the emails after I had been away, but something in, something in me um, said that if I can manage to do this and get around the world um, by myself, maybe I can write a book about it. And so I went away. When I went away, I wrote, I wrote down what happened every single day. I say every single day. It was um, maybe I didn't, I didn't write exactly a paragraph, uh, a whole massive paragraph every day, but at least I, I, I wrote something down each day to, to tr- trigger my memory of what happened. So I come home. Is that because you needed to as part of because um, your, your, your brain still wasn't doing what you know, you want to do the, the, the short-term memory to make sure you've captured it, that you don't, yep. is that, is that well, part I, of that? Or I think that, I think that it was, I, I wanted to be able to remember it as well. Um, I, because, of, because of my memory, if I didn't have my, if I didn't have my, my, my notes or my, my, my journal, if I didn't have that, I would have, I would have forgotten a lot of the biggest part of my life. And I wanted to be able to remember it. Yeah. Remember it. So I wrote them and then that is coming so handy. It was about 37 A4 pages of, of notes um, from each day that I'd written um, each note that I'd written in my, in my, in my, in my journal. And what were some of the uh, takeaways that this trip uh, highlighted or uncovered for you was that I am I'm capable you know I'm not in that box that I am just like it was when he, landing the plane after my trip was over and walking out of the terminal I it felt like I was a completely different person that, a, that a, before that had completely different person to who had left Australia. I had left and every single one of my problems that I had related to my depression, related to my accident, related to my abilities and, 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 and minds and mindset, every single one of those downfalls had stayed in Australia when I left. So when I came home, they were not they were not there anymore. And I came home a completely different person. And I'm I'm so grateful that I so grateful that I was able to do that. Did did your friends and family uh, recognize this? Yeah, Scott 2.0, so to speak. Did they, did they, did they realize? Because obviously the outside continues to look the same did they see this transformational shift that was going on on the inside uh yeah i guess they did um um yeah and and, and i suppose in, and in, in what ways in what ways in, did, did, was it different in short yes they did uh and um things that you know that i've i've just spent i've spent 18 months away on my own showing that I've got my own independence. So when I've gotten back, they, they automatically just gave me my independence back. Um, so that was, you know, they let me have it, I guess. You know, you've won this one. Here you go. Um, so maybe, maybe you took it. 
<laughs> when you left. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's it. I'm taking my independence with me. I'm going around the world. <laughs> that was kind of, yeah, I guess that was exactly what it was like. What an incredible, incredible story. And uh, I, I, I know that now you... And obviously, there's, there, there, there's a big gap that we probably can't can't cover right now. But I know that now you do, um, you know, work in, in in terms of helping others or guiding others. You know, see some of the uh, things that you've seen, the learnings, you know, the the the, the limitations to break through some of those limitations that they hold on themselves. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So in about you know, I got I got back from 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 overseas and I started doing some property development um, and that you know that 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 came and went um, and I didn't continue on doing that and then I was a bit lost on what I was actually you know I f- found myself in the same position that I found myself in um, ten years prior so that was in you know, back back when I was 21. Um, well, sorry, it wasn't. It was you know, decade decade later. I was I was lost, and I didn't you know I didn't know where I was where I was going. And I, one of the goals that I had back when I was in rehab in 2011 was to speak to high school students. I wanted to uh, I wanted to to share my journey with people and show them you know what 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 happens when when things go wrong and i had spoken to uh, spoken to a number of schools back then but when i left australia that i stopped doing that and that because that was never going to be my that was never going to be my career i just did that because that was a goal that i had in rehab so with my speech pathologist and occupational therapist one of my goals was to be able to present to people so i did you know, i did my first presentation in front of my occupational therapist and then the second one in front of my occupational therapist and my speech pathologist my third presentation was in front of three people fourth was in front of a whole room of people the fifth was in front of the whole hospital and everyone wanted to come and see me so i kept doing that each week uh, which was was great because that gave me some you know gave me good good confidence and uh, and then I and then I went out and I presented to schools and I got home from um, fast forward now to getting home from overseas and that was not going to be my career. I didn't know what my career was going to be and I when I when I when I really thought about what am I going to do with my life, I then thought to myself I really actually enjoyed the present presenting that I did at the schools maybe I'll continue on doing that so then I just then I started to take it more seriously and I actually now you know fast forward now um, like five years fast forward from there and now this is my you know this is my I know it seems cliche to say, but this was why I was, why I was put on earth, why I had my accident was to be able to inspire people now to be able to achieve things that they don't think they can achieve. So that was, you know, that's what I'm doing now. I'm, 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 I'm presenting to 
presenting to schools and I'm presenting to, 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 to sporting clubs, presenting to corporate clients. And uh, that's my, that's my, my, my job as an inspirational speaker. How can people get in contact to, to, to hear about, you know, your story or discuss with you about, you know, working together, you know, wherever they're, you know, coming, coming from, you know, cause I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours to, to, to learn more about your journey and, uh, you know, your mindset and going through through each part of your life and, and even your, your, your current. Where can people find out more? More information. Uh, on my website, so I have, uh, I have a website, uh, Scott B, www.scott bharris.com.au and on that website that's where i've got all my information about my speaking and also i also have a i have a podcast called crashing into potential so in the in that uh, the 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 reason for the podcast was because i had a uh, had a school that's sorry not a school i have a program in schools uh, that's teaching um, the resilience aspect of my book and of my journey. It's a literacy program, and they uh, a lot of uh, a lot of schools were actually reading out to the students um, in class. So I thought I'd go about reading my book out to the students and um, through my podcast. So I've done that. So I've read every chapter of my book in my podcast. And the good thing about good thing about the podcast is that it's kind of like a three-dimensional book because i'll be reading the book and then i'll go out of the book and i'll talk about things that i remember things that pop up in my head especially when i you know when i went when around traveling the world there was a lot that got that got taken out of the book uh, got taken out of my book um, because just because of pages um there was gonna be too many pages and um, so a lot of the things that i remember um I, I will I will say, you know, I will just go out of the book for quickly and I'll talk about that and then I'll go back to the book and continue reading. And that's that really gives it a personal feeling, mm, mm. Uh, personal uh, aspect to an audio book, which is pretty cool. Have you thought about um, creating a uh, Audible um, book? You know, because I know there are other authors that have done a similar thing, uh, you know, specifically David Goggins, who... Uh, you know, goes through a chapter and then there's a conversation about that chapter, and and I found it to have much more uh, depth. You know, to 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 hear more of the backstory rather than just the the reading of the book. I'm wondering if you've uh, thought of uh, creating an audible um, book because um, that that would be you know pretty cool. Uh, that that's my next idea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not busy you, enough. Uh, so you know, who, there's who a couple I, of months' work. <laughs> Who do I uh, who do I give the uh, the commission to? Oh, um, yeah, we can go to uh, nationalclick.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it would I be uh, fantastic so, to hear your voice and and, and and that depth around that that uh, maybe packages you know, your 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 podcast into in, into one um, because I think I think it's extraordinary story yeah, a lot to to contemplate and and, and yeah. learn for and for for all of us to to think about because. No, I, you know, something that's certainly shown up for me in, in, in talking to you today is, is 
all those things that I take for granted, you know, the, the fact that I can speak without thinking, you know, the fact mm. that I, I feed myself without um, uh, any thought whatsoever. The, the, all the these, you can just tie anything. your own, the fact that you can tie your own shoelaces quite simply without even thinking about it. Yeah. Well, um, what's, what's interesting there is while we were speaking, I felt, my shoes on my feet as being uncomfortable and I, I uh, contemplated, do I kick them off and the hassle of tying them back on, right? And so it's fascinating ju- just you're even raising that because I, I'm not even thinking about that and, and, and there's this kind of laziness that, 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 that shows up and, and, and disregard for I can just tie them up yet I'm too lazy to kick it off so I don't have to time up late. It's fascinating how, yeah, uh, how egocentric, you know, we, we, we become and to hear, you know, a different perspective and story just is um, you know, lovely to, 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 to hear. And, and, you know, you know I, th- I thank you again as well for, for your um, uh, candid and, and open and vulnerable nature to discuss this today. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me here. It's been uh, it's been brilliant to be able to share my story with uh, with your audience. Yeah, thanks. I think everyone uh, get grab yourself a copy of Crashing into Potential uh, by Scott Harris and get that on scottbharris.com.au. Much appreciated again, Scott. And and I wish we just had more time because uh, we could we, we could talk for hours. But um, you know, keep up the great great work. And and uh, I, I don't think you have to try and uh, be an inspiration because you already are. Uh, your story stands for itself. It's just getting this message uh, out there. And I think we all need to be reminded by uh, people like yourself. So you know, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Nash. If you enjoyed this podcast, please support it by going to iTunes and putting a review. Subscribe, share it via social media, and tell others about it. Start a conversation. It's listeners like you that make this able and possible and why we bring in these guests to go out and share their knowledge and resources. And just lastly, if you are a psychologist and you want to go out and be part of a bigger team, develop your experience and get into some exciting work, come to strategicpsychology.com.au forward slash careers and reach out. I'd love to hear from you.